Hello, this is Yusra from NewsRoundly.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, the 4th of October. India reported 20,799 fresh COVID-19 cases on Monday and 180 deaths in the last 24 hours, according to the Union Health Ministry. Of the total number of cases, Kerala accounted for 12,297 cases and 74 deaths. The active cases in the country have declined to 2.64 lakh, the lowest in 200 days, and the current recovery rate stands at 97.89%, highest since March 2020. Under the nationwide vaccination drive, India has administered 90.79 crore vaccine doses so far. After a meeting with Union Minister for Health, Mansook Mandvia, on Sunday, Karnataka's Minister for Health, K. Sudhakar, announced that COVID-19 vaccines in the form of nasal drops for children would most likely be available by the month of November or December this year. According to Sudhakar, the central government is negotiating the price of COVID-19 vaccines for children with Zydus Cadilla, the company that has developed the jab, reported Times of India. The Supreme Court has directed all states to follow the center's guidelines for paying Rs 50,000 to the family members of those who died of COVID-19. This amount is to be independent of any other scheme set up by the center and the state. All schools across Maharashtra have reopened to resume physical sessions for classes 5 to 12 today on Monday after being shut for over 18 months due to the coronavirus pandemic, Times of India reported. From today, 4th October onwards, All British citizens arriving in India will have to face a mandatory 10-day quarantine irrespective of vaccination status, reported NDTV. The move is seen as a reciprocal measure over the UK's similar controversial rules for residents of several countries including India. New Zealand's Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has extended the Level 3 lockdown in the city of Auckland, but with some restrictions being eased. Aucklanders will be able to meet in outdoor gatherings up to a maximum of 10 people and people are free to move for recreation such as beach visits and hunting. Taking cognizance of the violence that erupted in Uttar Pradesh's Lakhimpur Khedi district on Sunday, the Supreme Court on Monday said that it will decide if the right to protest is an absolute right. This statement was in response to the hearing of a petition filed by farmer's body Kisan Mahapanchayat seeking permission to protest against the centre's contentious agricultural laws at Delhi's Jantar Mantar, the Hindu reported. During a farmer's protest on Sunday in the Lakhimpur Kheri district, violence broke out, killing eight people including four farmers, BJP workers and a journalist. The four farmers were allegedly killed when a car belonging to the Union Minister Ajay Mishra's son, Ashish Mishra, ran over them. The Uttar Pradesh police has filed a first information report against Ashish Mishra and several others in connection with the violence, reported NDTV. The death toll rose to nine people after the death of journalist Raman Kashyap was reported earlier today. The Samyukt Kisan Morcha identified the four farmers who were killed as Lovepreet Singh, 20, Daljeet Singh, 35, Nanchattar Singh, 60 and Gurvinder Singh, 19. The Samyukt Kisan Morcha also added that 12 to 15 others were injured. An official at the Lakhimpur Kheri District Hospital said that farm leader Tejendra Singh suffered serious injuries. The Uttar Pradesh government has promised Rs 45 lakh and a job to the families of four farmers who died in Lakhimpur Kheri on Sunday. The injured will be given Rs 10 lakh as compensation. The government has also agreed to file an FIR based on farmers' complaints in addition to appointing a retired High Court judge to probe the matter, ADG Law & Order Prashant Kumar told ANI. 
In response to the allegations made by Samyukt Kisan Morcha, Union Minister Ajay Mishra claimed that the driver lost control after farmers pelted stones at the vehicle and led the vehicle to barge into the crowd of farmers. The driver died in the accident. Mishra also claimed that his son, who is a businessman, was not present at the spot when the incident took place. Many opposition leaders, including the Congress's Priyanka Gandhi, Aap's Sanjay Singh, and Akhilesh Yadav have either been detained or stopped from entering the district or to meet the protesters and victims' families. Prohibitory orders under Section 144 of the Code of Criminal Procedure have been imposed in Lakhimpur Kheri district and the internet services have also been suspended. According to the Indian Express, cricket icon Sachin Tendulkar, Bollywood actor Jackie Shroff, and business persons Anil Ambani and Kiran Mazumdar Shaw are among world leaders and celebrities who have been named in the leaked list of individuals who allegedly used global tax havens to stash their assets from government scrutiny. The 11.9 million confidential documents from 14 offshore service firms that allegedly offer setting up shell companies for its clients for discrete financial activities were leaked to the Washington-based International Consortium of Investigative Journalists. The consortium shared access to the leaked information with a host of media partners, including The Guardian, BBC Panorama, and The Washington Post as part of a massive global investigation called the Pandora Papers. It is important to note that not all offshore entities are illegal, but tax evaders, fraudsters, and money launderers frequently avail the secrecy offered by tax havens. The Indian Express was responsible for conducting the Indian portion of the investigations, According to its reports, Reliance ADA Group chairperson Anil Ambani and his representatives own at least 18 offshore companies in Jersey, British Virgin Islands and Cyprus, out of which seven of the companies have reportedly borrowed and invested at least $1.3 billion. In February 2020, a court in London had questioned Ambani's offshore interests after he had informed the court that he was bankrupt and his net worth was zero. The report also revealed that Kunal Kashyap, a majority shareholder of investment bank Allegro Capital, is the protector of a trust named the Dean Stone Trust, set up by Glentic International, a Mauritius-based company. Glentic is reportedly 99% owned by John McCallum Marshall Shaw, the husband of Biocon executive chairperson Kiran Mazumdar Shaw. On July 8th, Market Regulator, Securities and Exchange Board of India had barred Allegro Capital and Kashyap from trading in the stock market for a year for insider trading in Biocon's shares. According to the investigation, Sachin Tendulkar and members of his family were beneficial owners of an offshore entity based in the British Virgin Islands that was liquidated in 2016, three months after the Panama Papers expose. And popular Bollywood actor Jackie Shroff was found to be the prime beneficiary of a trust set up in New Zealand by his mother-in-law. According to the records, Shroff made substantial contributions to this trust, which had a Swiss bank account and owned an offshore company registered in the British Virgin Islands. Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal announced a 10-point winter action plan on Monday to tackle the menace of air pollution in Delhi, which dangerously deteriorates in the winter months. The plan includes formation of teams to check garbage burning, vehicular emissions and dust pollution in the city, NDTV reported. The Delhi government has formed 75 teams for inspection of construction sites to keep dust pollution in check and have also appointed special teams to monitor pollution hotspots in the city using the Green Delhi app. 
to reduce vehicular pollution, 64 congestion roads with high propensity for traffic jams have been identified and 500 teams have been formed to keep vehicular emissions in check by making sure the Pollution Under Control or PUC is being strictly followed. A total number of 250 teams have also been formed to enforce a ban on garbage burning in the city. Strengthening of green wall rooms and a mass awareness campaign is also part of the Winter Action Plan. Kejriwal appealed to the centre and governments of neighbouring states to ensure free spraying of biodecomposer for in-situ management of crop residual to tackle the issue of stubble burning by farmers, which is a major contributor to Delhi's air pollution in the winter season. He also encouraged the NCR regions to emulate Delhi's use of CNG-operated vehicles, clean fuel in thermal plants and other industries, and ensure a round-the-clock power supply to prevent the use of diesel generators. Delhi was the most polluted capital city in the world in 2020 for the third consecutive year, according to a report by Swiss Group that ranked cities on their air quality measured in terms of the levels of ultra-fine particulate matter, PM2.5, that can enter the organs and cause lasting damage. Speaking of Delhi's civic troubles, BJP MP Gautam Gambhir has promised to process 140 lakh tons of legacy waste at Asia's largest garbage mountain in Ghazipur by December 2024. But will Gambhir be able to meet this deadline? Does reducing the height of the garbage mountain solve the problem of waste management in Delhi? To find out, head over to newslaundry.com and read Diksha Munjal's detailed ground report titled Garbage Mountains of Delhi why Gautam Gambhir won't meet his 2024 deadline to get rid of it. And if you want us to continue bringing to you stories that matter to the public, don't forget to hit that subscribe button on the top right-hand corner and pay to keep news free. We are only able to function as a public service because we depend on you, our readers, and we need your continued support to keep the wheel turning. So subscribe. MLA Sherman Ali Ahmed was suspended from the Assam Unit of Congress on Monday, two days after his arrest for repeatedly violating the party's discipline. Ahmed had been arrested for making provocative statements on the 1983 Nelly Massacre. The Nelly Massacre took place in 1983 following the Assam agitation that demanded the deportation of undocumented immigrants from Assam. Thousands of Muslims of East Bengal origin were killed in several episodes of violence the most prominent being the killings at Nelly village. In his statement, Ahmed called the eight people who are widely hailed as martyrs of the Nelly massacre as killers. The eight people he referred to in his statement had died in violence near Sipajhar area of Darang district. His comment held significance because it came after the violence during an eviction drive on September 23rd that also took place in Sipajhar. Two Bengali-speaking Muslims were killed in police firing during this drive. Ahmed was arrested on Saturday and was sent to a two-day police custody for making the comments. The suspended Congress MLA had also been served a show-cause notice earlier for communally provocative statements that allegedly lowered the prestige of the party and had the potential to cause social disharmony in the state. Several organizations, including the All Assam Students' Union and Bharatiya Janata Yuva Morcha, have filed complaints against the legislator for his remarks. The Pandora Papers investigation, conducted by the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists, Media Consortium, has named 35 current and former heads of states and governments that faced allegations ranging from corruption to money laundering and global tax evasion. 
The documents behind the latest investigation were extracted from financial service companies in countries including the British Virgin Islands, Panama, Belize, Cyprus, the United Arab Emirates, Singapore and Switzerland. The report disclosed that King Abdullah II had created a network of offshore companies and tax havens to amass a $100 million property empire from Malibu, California to Washington and London. The document features Andre Babish, the Czech Prime Minister, failing to declare an offshore investment company used to purchase a chateau worth $22 million in the south of France. Family and associates of Azerbaijani President Ilham Aliyev are alleged to have been secretly involved in property deals in Britain worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Kenyan President Uhuru Kenyatta and six family members are alleged to secretly own a network of offshore companies. Secretly owned companies and trusts holding millions of dollars were traced back to members of Pakistan Prime Minister Imran Khan's inner circle, including cabinet ministers and their families. Russian President Vladimir Putin is not directly named in the files, but he is linked via associates to secret assets in Monaco. The International Consortium of Investigative Journalists, in total, found links between almost 1,000 companies in offshore havens and 336 high-level politicians and public officials, including country leaders, cabinet ministers, ambassadors and others. That's all the news we have for you today. Keep safe from the din of disinformation and come back for your daily dose tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.